very warm, even though I felt a tinge of fall yesterday. Very exciting. I know. I've been willing it with my clothing, which means I just sweat a lot. I've been wearing my leather jacket, which yeah. is a really big mistake, but I can't. It's it's Wait time. Anymore. It's time. I know. I wore corduroy pants yesterday. Cute. I just, and it's ready. You know, I just realized we're the anti comedians and cars and coffee. <laughs> this is real comedians and cars real getting coffee. coffee. Cheers. Logics. Logics. It's a hashtag. Hi guys! Hi! I'm Casey. I'm Heidi. We're the, the Blonde Jokes. Jokes. And today we have our podcast. Yippee! It is the weekend of Area 51 raid. Ooh. Ooh. So if you haven't checked out our alien sketch, check it out. Yes. Um, I like the name of it. What is it? You did, you did. Oh, uh, aliens at Area 51 be like? Be like. Yeah, because um, there was a joke, which I don't actually know how big of a joke it was, but how, you know, it went so quickly on the internet from being free the aliens mm -hmm. to F the aliens, yeah. um, have yeah. sex with the aliens, keep them for ourselves, and we just drew a parallel. <laughs> I think it's a solid parallel. To women. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah, the joke, I, I, could, I could see how somebody thought that's funny, but, but the fact that it, like, it trended. Went, <laughs> it went, like, I I get why, it, like, it's, so, it's really funny, for sure. It's even funnier that it was, like, the second thought about this. Yeah. Was, like, oh, Let's free the aliens. Oh, wait, I'm going to keep one and then use it as my sex toy. Yeah. Right. Because aliens <laughs> like women yeah. and lots of other marginalized groups, they're not people. Uh. They're a group that you can treat at will. But, you know, I mean, we did talk people? about it, though. We did talk about, like, humor yeah, this this sketch had a lot of discussion around it. Yeah. Because we were trying really hard, like, to get the tone right of, like, this is funny um, versus this is rapey um, yeah. and scary. And also, we didn't want to, and I didn't get to tell you about this, um, we both, of, neither one of us have any interest in degrading men. No. Especially, you know, any men, but, no. like, white males specifically. We yeah. don't. There, we don't have it out for any, but we yeah, love we're to attack. We're your, they're, they're literally our partners. Yeah. Um, but I, and I was at a, in an audition room and I was watching, um, this man do a monologue and, um, I remember sitting there thinking, you're really good. You deserve work. You deserve an opportunity. And and I know that sounds so stupid, but I think I am definitely guilty of, you know, it's easy to get so mad at things. You yeah. forget the people. Yeah. And like, I, I would never, I, I've, there's so many men in my life of every shape, size and color that are wonderful people and yeah. they deserve success and joy and they would never dream of hurting anyone or degrading anyone. Yeah. Um, and I, and I just, 
I thought of you in that moment. I was like, yeah, I absolutely like, yeah, it, it's the act. It's not the person. And I think that if we keep endorsing humor like this, we, we endorse that behavior in the real world. Yeah. It's like more so it's like a, 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 it shouldn't be a fine line, but it feels like a fine line in feminism to be calling out um, behaviors of people who are powerful mm-hmm. and applying that behavior as an assumption to the group. Yes. Yes. Which is like, you know, we're women and people right. do that all the time. Like I hate it when people, when magazines are like women love and it's like, you don't know that. You, no. Like this is too big of a group. To, yeah. to say that about. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been... It's have you seen... Um, you know? Have you seen Chelsea Handler's new um, uh, Dear White Privilege is Me, yeah, Chelsea? Yeah, I watched, like, half of it last night, and I'm excited to watch more of it. But it it was really... It, it applies to a lot of, I think, topics that are hot right now. Um, hot, controversial... Uh, in the social awareness mm-hmm. right now because it's like, you know, just stop shouting and listen. Um, but yeah, but that's like, that's kind of like this, the, the struggle where, where we have with our comedy is like calling out the behavior as something that's ridiculous without making men feel Attacked. Alienated. Ha ha ha. Uh-huh. Alienated. Good one. Because the truth is, we love men. We love them. Yeah. yeah. They're awesome. They're great. They're really awesome. Yeah. And yeah, we love men. We do. Speaking of men and Area 51. Oh, yeah. Two Dutch nationals in search of Area 51 have been sentenced to jail for trespassing. Already? Already. This happened. <laughs> oh, their picture is Did cute. You, baby. Ah! Oh, they're blonde. Cute. They're, they're blonde. That's so funny. They trespassed on the Nevada National Security <laughs> Site about 18 miles from Area 51. <laughs> they could be released from jail Oh, yesterday if their fines and fees of $2,280 each are paid. Okay. It was important to us that these men serve jail time and pay a substantial financial penalty. Um, We take this crime seriously, and people need to understand that we will not put up with this kind of nonsense. There we are. (laughs) I am so fascinated to see if people show up today or not. Because it's such a viral funny thing. It is funny. That it's like, you know, like... There's definitely going to be a percentage of people who went, yeah, you're right. Like, what are they hiding in there? And we could totally, like, take over and... Yeah. I hope they don't, like, bring their guns, but, you know, like, I think that 95% of people who would even show up wouldn't even try to storm it. They would just be like... Drinking outside the drinking gate. Drinking and meeting other people who are alien fanatics and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I think that's more the tone of, like, mm. what people are going to do. Yeah. Um, It'd but be you fun. Know, but you never know. I know. I, like, wanted to go. I kind of want to go. I know. We should start driving. <laughs> Just go. But, but the whole problem, and I don't know if this was designed, my conspiracy brain, but um, the guy who was organizing a 
festival Mm -hmm. um, pulled out of it, like, last week mm-hmm. saying like uh this looks like it's gonna be a fire fest so um i'm not gonna be associated with this yeah yeah but that just means like i think that discouraged a large amount of people to go because mm-hmm. like if there were like restrooms set up and and sleeping areas and food and like all, all this kind of stuff available i think it would be like an intense thing and people might be rallied up and try to get the idea to go storm But now I think it's, like, if people show up, it's, like, they're just going to, like, camp and, like, kumbaya. There's a place there called the Alien. Mm -hmm. I know a lot about Area 51. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was working on a, uh, writing a show that was kind of centered there and um, did a lot of recon. But that place looked really cute, the Alien. Cute. It's very cute. I love aliens. Well, good luck to these boys. I do, too. Um... They uh, they they did finish by saying they're not going to be in trouble again. So there you go. Oh, poor babies. Um, so in other news, mm-hmm. speaking of Starbucks, mm-hmm. um, New York Times did an article called "Counter Service Tipping: Who Gives." Ooh. Those customer-facing touchscreen payment systems in restaurants are confounding customers in the U.S. and beyond. So. I guess I just wanted to talk about this because, like, America gets shade anyway because we have this kind of mandatory tipping system in place. It's, like, not mandatory, but, like, customary. Yeah. And I was um, at a restaurant once with um, a mix of people. And one British guy... Was going on and on about how he thought America's system was so dumb because, you know, they require you to tip. do this fifteen percent tip, and wow. I said, y- you realize that it's literally no different than the UK. The UK puts it in the bill already. You yeah. have to ask them to manually take out the fee if you don't want it to be in there. But it's they and they do 10%, but they also pay their staff much better than they do in the US. Um, And then he went on a tirade about how if you didn't want to get an education and get a real Uh, job, and I I did my best not to completely lose it. And I (laughs) tell him what an entitled in your country there's not people who are systematically marginalized and can't take advantage of the opportunities that you, as a White male? Uh, white male, but a very wealthy white male yeah. that had no business even having an opinion on that. I'm Because he's never struggled a day in his life. Well, there are people, like, same thing in Chelsea Handler's documentary. I think when people who work really hard and face day-to-day challenges, like, their life isn't, in their mind, your life isn't easy. Like, me, I'm like... Yeah, my day-to-day is really hard, and trying to do what I do is really hard. But I'm also white, and it could be a lot harder. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, it doesn't, like, his experience isn't um, undermined just because, you know, of that. But it's also, like... Undermined because he's a privileged white man. Yeah, his life's work isn't undermined but it is underlined by the fact that there are people 
in this world who w would never have been able to even get to the threshold that he's at because of systematic racism or marginalization. Um, I just want to paint a real picture about who this person is. Like, is he going to watch this? No. <laughs> I, this is why I was so angry. This is like a trust fund baby uh, uh -huh. who literally just bought like a chateau. Like this guy. Mm. Yeah. I am sure you work hard. Right. But he just, he hadn't, has no concept of, in my opinion, yeah. he had no concept of how hard it is to live without a brimming bank account that your parents already gave you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That That is me. And, and I'm not angry because of not even just the entitlement. I, I was more upset because the waiter, the waiters, they were immigrants. Oh. And they were there when he was saying this conversation. Oh, my gosh. And another thing a lot of people don't realize is that when you go to a new country and you literally leave everything yeah. behind, many times, especially in this country, you come with a Ph.D. that no one will recognize mm. because you got your Ph.D. in Guatemala or you got your Ph.D. in in Brazil or, or what you got it somewhere that is not the United States of America or the UK and they won't recognize it. So then somebody that is a stem cell researcher in Rio de Janeiro, I mean, these are terrible examples, and, right. but it can't practice here in a job where they should be making six figures. They have to work at a McDonald's and put themselves through night school to get yet another degree just to prove that they're that they're worthy on some other system and and it's it's not being cognizant that you you are here you are here and thank god like thank be thankful for the yeah. for the blessings you have and realize you have the power to bless others yeah. instead of un, Deg you know, yeah, okay, fine, but it's not, you don't have to tip somebody 15%. Right. It's optional. Right. There have been many times when I did not want to do it. Yeah. But um, I don't like now that they're changing it to 18% and 20% mm -hmm. and like kind of forcing people's hand in that direction. Mm -hmm. I already do yeah. that, but I don't. I, I don't appreciate having someone tell me, like, f tell me I have to do more than what's yeah. customary. So, okay. So I've been, I've been a server. Me too. And I, what, something that I never realized was that the job, the realities of the job are you're working in shifts that you don't know how many you're going to get a week or how long they're going to be. Mm -hmm. And you're also working off of luck mm -hmm. because you don't know what this table is going to order versus this table is going to order. Mm -hmm. So, or if they're going to be, I'm sorry, from a country that doesn't normally tip and use that as an excuse to pretend they don't know that you tip in this country. That's happened to so me many times. I agree that it is crappy for the baseline of wages for servers is so disgraceful that and people have to tip in order just for the waiter to get a livable hourly wage. 
That's ridiculous. Maybe. Right. That's ridiculous that that's even an option. In LA and New York, though, it's it's way better. In yeah. in the South, yeah, it is still two dollars and fifteen cents, yep. less than half the minimum wage. Yep, and that is disgusting yeah. and disgraceful. It's it should not be that way. Mm-mm. Unless you're gonna go to Washington and rally and try to fight for mm-hmm. these people to get the wages that they deserve. Yeah. Just tip them. Yeah, just tip them. Unless you... Because they're not there, I guarantee you. They are not... um, They don't have the circumstances that you think they have in your mind. Right. Food service. Yeah. What about at a Starbucks? What about at, at a Jamba Juice? Or... And do those tips even make it to them? No. Well, they get um, split. Like, they they split the pot. So sometimes, like, also it's super unfair, too, because, like, you know, if you you tip via your card, that tip gets taxed Taxed. for that person. For every, that's this, if you guys didn't know that, that is the same across the board for everyone you're automatically taxed. So they won't get that full tip they'll, right. if, unless you give them cash. Right. Um, there are some restaurants where, like, um, like I would have to turn in my tips to a pot, and then everyone would split mm-hmm. the tip, like, whole the whole pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in some restaurants, you got to keep whatever you mm-hmm. did. Um, it's, it's hard. I mean, for Starbucks... It's, like, less customary for, like, in corporate coffee shops. But they're always there. And every time you pay with a card, there's always that tip option. On Starbucks? Um, Not Starbucks, but a lot of counter service places. Like, like Witch Witch I went to. Mm -hmm. And I... That is something that confuses me. Mm-hmm. And I have a guilt complex. Yeah. So then I usually end up tipping even... But inside, I'm like... You're already getting paid for a job. It's not like you're serving me at a table. Yeah. I came here, I ordered at the register, yeah. and then you did your job. Why am I, like, have a tip option imposed on me? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I That, I, f- I feel like, is a little... I find counter service, and, like, I've worked counter service. So I guess, I, I guess the, the difference is because I have done both jobs and I felt so much more like I when I was a server I felt like I needed those tips oh yeah you know like I was like I was just like please god you know whereas when I worked counter service I felt like I knew exactly how much I was gonna make I was gonna clock out at a certain time and I was gonna get like I I was going to at least get the the wage that I was right. promised upon being hired. Right. Um, that's, I guess, why I don't feel like counter service is culturally, like, I don't think people really tip at counter service. Oh, I do. All really? The time. Yeah. But I would love to not have to. I mean, I there's a coffee shop. Little... Yeah, there's a coffee shop where it's counter service, but it's like... Like I'll do like ten percent at a at a counter service 
versus like 20% at a restaurant or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. I don't it's have the money to be tipping people the way I tip them, well, yeah. but I just, yeah, I should stop. No, 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 don't stop. I mean, it's karma. Like, I, th- I think that's, it's out of your generosity. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, it's crappy for the system to be like, well, we're just going to, like, depend on their customers' generosity and pretend like the it's the employee's job to, you know, sing for their supper. Yeah. It's like, it's not. Just pay them. No, just pay just them, pay them, them a, a fair wage. Yeah. Not even minimum wage. Yeah. But a, a fair, fair livable wage. wage. And if you can't do that, then don't operate. Don't have a business. Don't have a business. Um, I know there's a lot more that goes into that in terms of, like, benefits and all the things that come with owning a company. And it's very challenging. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, got to find a way to make it all work. Um I'm going to then stop tipping the way I tip at counter service. You know what would be interesting? If you're watching this and you work at a place, yeah, I want to know that when people tip for counter service, do you get it? Like, yeah. is it going to you? Or is the company just taking that and saying, like, we'll put it in your paycheck? Yeah. I mean, I want to know where that's going because... If somebody is exceptional, like, they did something or said something that I needed to hear. Right. And... It provided you over and beyond, over and above service. Exactly. Then, yeah, absolutely. But, um... It's like yeah. you almost want to see... Because it's coming out of my generosity, I want to see this go to this person. Yeah. And not go back to Starbucks. Yeah. And Starbucks decide where... Where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, be interesting to know if somebody out there works for Starbucks and you're like, I always get my tips. That'd be good to know. And then I'll be like, great. Yeah. All right. Moving this on. This video is not sponsored by Starbucks. It is not. Clearly. Sorry. Oh, did my... We love your stuff. We do. We, we do. We are not going <laughs> to oh. put tips in the tip jar. <laughs> Until we know. Until we know. Until we know. But we love Starbucks. Yeah. And... They are Blonde Joke supporters. Well, the baristas at the drive-thru. Yeah. So we love they you. Do love Thank it. you very much. Yeah. I love the word barista. Oh, Tana, Jane. So this article says, uh, most kids today dream of influence or fame, but YouTubers are warning their young fans about anxiety, exploitation, and burnout. Yeah. So I thought maybe you want to take the lead ah, on this one. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's exactly it's um it's exactly like traditional Hollywood celebrity, you know, mm-hmm. we've seen child stars grow up and have a lot of, you know, addiction problems and blah 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 blah. For over 50 years now, we've seen people in the spotlight right. like really struggle and talk about it and be like this paparazzi is, you know, killing me and like don't take pictures of my child and blah blah right. blah, 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 blah blah so people have been complaining about it it's just now in digital media because these people are not only the talent they're the producers they're the writers they're the directors they're usually the editors like they are five of those people looped together mm-hmm. so it's an incredibly satisfying, creatively satisfying job to have, but also you have to deal with fame. 
you pe- millions of people are watching your video. And those are real people. Yeah. And engaging directly in a way I feel like, you know, celebrity in the past hasn't had to encounter in yeah. that way. It's both a, a wonderful thing and a dangerous thing on some level. Super dangerous because I feel like with traditional media, there's there's a culture around it and that like, okay, so we've set up gated communities and we have, you know, we can set aside a part of the budget to hire Kim Kardashian a bodyguard for her trip with this blah, 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 blah. Uh, influencers, at, I think they're now figuring it out, but they were on their own. Mm-hmm. Like nobody was like, oh, you need to hire security for this event. You know, Coley Mallinger, who does Miranda Sings, mm-hmm. she was just on Broadway. And, you know, she went out at the stage door every night. But there's thousands of people there, a lot of them who just didn't go to the show, yeah, just showed just up on the street out. for a free meet and greet. Yeah. So she went on her YouTube and she was like, listen, she was like, 95% of you guys are amazing mm-hmm. and awesome. I just need to, for the 5% of people who's, for the 5% of parents who didn't pay for the show and, you know, are pushing other people and are getting entitled for me to sign five of their things, like, please don't do that because it, like, it makes me feel crappy. I just had a baby. I'm choosing to be here for an hour and a half instead of with my baby between shows. I mean, but the thing is, if that were a regular celebrity right. that that drew audiences like that and drew a crowd like that, there would be a whole systematic, yeah, like they would have set up Body a lot more, and, yeah, a lot more of a system as opposed to like, hey, this YouTuber standing right here, mm-hmm. we're gonna go try to get her. It, it, you know, I don't think people have clued into the fact that these YouTubers and influencers are bigger celebrities than traditional celebrities. Mm -hmm. And it's dangerous for them. Yeah. And it's also incredibly stressful. Think about the studio heads who are stressed out about whether their next movie is going to make the money back that it's spent Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, that gets dialed back to the YouTuber. Is this video going to make me lose blah, 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 blah. Like, everything's on, like, such a thread like, there can be another YouTuber come in and, like, make a video talking bad about you. Mm-hmm. And you lose a ton of subscribers, which is money, which is... I mean, it's, like, it's Hollywood in a Petri dish mm-hmm. with one person running it. It's an incredible amount of pressure mm-hmm. without the respect of an industry right behind it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the tea. That's the tea. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Yeah. I don't know. Um, How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, the characters we created, mm-hmm. the Instabaddies, um, yeah. I think, you know, it's super fun to get to dress up and be those characters. Mm-hmm. But, and I think this is something we lean into with them, mm-hmm. that it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to do all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're creating a brand, but you are the advertising agency, the manager, the marketing, A&R, the whole, all of those roles are one person, unless you are fortunate to, you know, 
be in it long enough to have a, some partners come aboard. But yeah. really, for the most part, these people have created a, a literal network, a one-person network that yeah. they are doing all the roles for. So all the angles and everything like that. And then they get shade about it because it's not just some famous photographer taking their picture. It's them doing the angles and trying to, yeah. you know, to own their image and their brand in a new way that no one ever has before, which is really awesome. Yeah. But with that comes this access and obligation that um, no one has ever seen before in this, you know, connected society yeah. that we're in. So I, I totally see where they're they're coming from, and yeah, and and it is a it is um it's a lot more I think than anybody realizes and right well they're responding to like you know actors if you're just an actor you know your life is dealing with you know your public perception you know a lot of it a or lot of hiring it. someone that does that for you well yes but also you know you're the one on the street getting bombarded right. you're the one you know the only safe place you really are is like either in your home or on set right you know so it's like and there's always people tweeting about you and talking about you, people writing articles about you and taking your picture and putting it on T-shirts and right. blah, 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 blah. That's, like, a, a big part of acting. Well, the actor is just an actor. Think about having to be... And the, the director and the producer mm -hmm. and not getting any credit for that. No, not getting any credit for that. But also, and this is the extra thing, the degree of engagement yeah. that Ugh. is not just... Not just like an option, it's required. If yeah. you want followers, you want an audience, it requires that engagement. And yeah. when you engage, there's no guarantee that everyone is well adjusted yeah. or not doing dirty things to your pictures in the dark at night yeah. or not stalking you literally. Like how many yeah. celebrities are uh. stalked? Now take that yeah. and put it put it in the world where these where these you know, where vloggers and YouTubers are actively engaging with an audience that is not vetted in any way, shape, yeah. or form. So not only, so we've gone from someone that stalks someone because they see them in a movie to someone that may have had a live conversation with you and then thinks, wow, I can go walk in their bedroom tomorrow. Yeah. It, it's, it, it is very scary yeah. and, and, and stressful to, to think about, I think it's hard for, for, it is hard for me to stay actively in touch and engage with the people I love, Yeah. let alone complete strangers yeah. that may be awesome, but it is, it is required. It, and now because of the YouTube culture, because of social media, yeah. it is required of everyone. It is required of actors. It is required of writers. Yeah to make their own audience. So now you're getting paid less. Yeah. People don't want to support you in that way because you, they they expect it now and they feel like they can expect it because we have now created a world where we show that people can create yeah. their own audience. It's it's crazy. It's a wild west, y'all. For your mental health too. I think, like, I'm really, really glad we didn't have social media. Oh, man. I mean, and it wasn't an expectation until, like, a couple years ago when I'm, like, nicely in my 20s, you know? Mm -hmm. of like, And I'm, like, you know, much more of a person. Yes. 
but you know, I was in a group the other day and I was talking about like how, um, you know, somebody would like comment on my weight in, in the comments or whatever, like, you know, whatever. So I, and I was like talking about it and I was like, you know what, like trying to like work through it and stuff like this. Someone came up to me and was like, do you have to read the comments? And to her face, I was like, no, you're right. I shouldn't. And then I went home and I went, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do have to read the comments because I have to engage with these people. And it wasn't even for, it wasn't for blonde jokes. It was for my job. And I'm like, it is my job. Somebody did that? Well, they were like, they were complimenting me for being thicker. <laughs> I had somebody Thanks. do that. Um, <laughs> I, I but did. it, of course, made me feel really self-conscious. But Of course. Right. I mean, well, whatever. It was a compliment. Anyways. It was a compliment. So, but like... You know, like, I do have to. I can't just ignore it. No. You know? And it's... That's hard on your mental health. And you yeah. have to be used to that. And, yeah. like, I think that, you know, that's what kids are... What they're warning kids about is, like, if you put your life online, it's it's going to be a really rough ride for a return that might not be worth it. Yeah. Or last long enough to be worth it. Like, yeah. it's, it's, imagine doing all of that work and not being able to find a way to have it get, I mean, there are YouTube stars that are still dog walking. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not actually lucrative because they keep changing the bloody algorithm yeah. and it, people are working their butt off for nothing and yeah. it, it's a hard we got to give them some respect, yo. Yeah. And you have to be really careful about what you do put online because you don't know if you're going to be... There, mm. There's so many people who get to age 25 and go, I think I want to go back to school because mm. I think I I want to do, like, marketing and, like, mm -hmm. live in a... Like, go to Colorado, live in Colorado, have a family, ski, snowboard, and do just, like, a normal job because life is not about being famous right and life is Good about on them <laughs> life is about your fam family and your friends and the quality and the attitude that you walk through every day that's what a good life is not numbers yeah. mm -hmm. and people realize that at 25 and if they haven't put their entire life online and done something weird they can go get yeah a new job but if you if your new job looks at you when you're 14 years old and you're doing some like controversial stuff it's gonna be really hard for you yeah. to get it to to change directions yeah yeah on that note I wanted to talk about speaking of kids and okay. and people coming up kids can get goodnight phone calls from Mickey Jasmine Yoda and other Disney favorites that's actually cute I think and I want a good night phone call. Ah! Guys, the hotline is 1-877-7-MICKEY. Thank you for selecting a special bedtime message. Please pass the phone to your child to hear from a favorite Disney, Pixar, Marvel, or Star Wars character. Press 1 to hear from Mickey Mouse. Press 2 to hear from Woody. Press 3 to hear from Princess Jasmine. 
Press four to hear from Anna and Elsa. Four. Four. Press five to hear. Hi, it's me, Anna, and my sister Elsa is here too. Hello. We are so glad that we get to talk to you tonight. Wait until you hear about our day. It started with a walk through the village to get ready for the harvest festival. I love this time of year. The air is getting colder and crisper, and the leaves are changing into their autumn colors, which are really lovely. Olaf and I went to the pumpkin patch, and then we came home for game night with Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven. It was a lot of fun, but I am tired. We hope you had a wonderful day, too. Now it's time for us to get ready for bed. I think Sven is going to read Olaf a bedtime story. He does the best voices. I'm going to curl up in Mother's scarf. Good night, Anna. In Mama's words, cuddle close, scooch in. Good night, Elsa. And good, good night, night to you. Sweet dreams. Cute! What? <laughs> oh, I want a mouth. You know... As crazy as Disney can be and how little they pay their employees and how, you know, kind of messed up some stuff they do is, they do that really well. They are really, really good at making children feel special. special. Well, that's my memories of Disney. Yeah. You know, like, you know, they're a major corporation, so... All of that aside, it will always be the happiest place on earth for me. Yeah. I mean, I had a really rough childhood, as you know, but that place was like our refuge. Mm. My, my, we had, you know, we had season passes back when they were affordable uh, or not affordable. I don't know how my mom did everything, but we lived close enough that, you know, I look back now and I think that it might have been, you know, she was probably really depressed and, you know, mm -hmm. needed something. And she'd say, you want to go to dinner? And we'd go and I would dance with the big bands all night. And my mom would talk to all the senior citizens. And Aww. it was like, it was really special. Special place. Yeah. So, so whatever they're doing, politically, all that, like, they, they will always be, they yeah. will always be a company that I that I really value. Oh, <laughs> And with that, uh, good night, Anna. Good night, Anna. Good night, Elsa. <laughs> Elsa, Anna, whatever. Elsa, We're Anna. the same. Um, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, we do. And we love you. We love you. And, um, is that it? That's it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. At the Subscribe. Subscribe. Um, check out our other sketches. Our alien sketch that we um, mentioned here will be yeah. at the end of this video. And make sure you watch the Get Ready With Me because it's yeah. my personal favorite. The Get Ready With Me is so funny. It's funny. It's so funny. So definitely those will be at the end of this video if I remember to do it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Um, we'll see you next time. Entertainment Podcast Network, entertainment and culture, artist owned, fan supported.